You are listening to Freedom Wrangler's main focus. We are going to talk about something amazing in the Word of God today. We can't wait to share our hearts with you. So why don't you sit back, saddle up, and help us wrangle in the freedom of knowing Jesus. Well, good morning, Cheney. It is a fine Friday here. We don't normally record on a Friday, but... It's a fine Friday. How was your Friday? It's a it's a Friday. A Friday. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I am so excited <laughs> about Friday. Okay, because yes. this is one more Friday till I get to see you. Yeah, I get to see you next Friday, and that's gonna be now. I have been trying to tickle Justin's ear to try to see if we can leave a day early. Ooh. So try to leave Thursday night. So yeah. we'll drive just like maybe three hours. Uh-huh. Just like three hour and get a hotel. Yeah. And because I'm really concerned about the Fourth of July traffic. I am really concerned about that because I feel like on Friday everybody's gonna be on the road. I feel they that. just might. They just might. I mean with the fourth being on a Monday, you you might find out that Friday it's gonna be hot tamales on the road. Yeah. What is it? I can't remember. Was it is it a five hour drive? It's a 5.50, so it's almost six hours. Almost six hours, yeah. Almost six hours, depending on how fast you drive. Now, you know. (laughs) Well, this is true, and I did it. I did it all by myself. (laughs) Yes, you did. You know, the thing is, sometimes when you're driving by yourself, you get there faster because you're Mm -hmm. kind of a little bit, you know, you're the only one in control. You're like you know when you need to take a bathroom break. You know what I mean? And you, you know, I tend to take, when I'm driving by myself, I'll take my snacks. Like I'll only make maybe one bathroom break. Yeah, Or one, it'd just be one stop, Mm -hmm. one stop shop type thing, like Mm -hmm. gas and bathroom. That's it. But when you have a party with you, the party yeah. likes to potty. That's what it is. The party poopers. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you don't feed anybody Taco Bell on on a road trip. You're just like, no, that's a no go, folks. No. And absolutely. no kale. No Taco oh. Bell. No kale, because then you're just gonna have to be stopping for all of the party poopers, as you call them. <laughs> yeah, I, and, and you don't want to have gas. You know, you don't want to have that whole, you know. Ooh that smell in the car it's close quarters we don't need that folks yes well the the good thing is is once you see that welcome to florida sign you're only looking at about another 20 minutes to my house we're right across the border um where we live they call southern georgia not really florida it's pretty funny um Mm. because the landscape the trees all that kind of stuff in this part of florida is very georgian we have those tall skinny pines so yeah yeah do you have the uh spanish moss and all that oh yeah and so nobody like i know the spanish moss looks so great on trees it's gorgeous but it is an invasive species that actually kills your tree. So when you see a tree that has a lot of Spanish moss on it, it means that tree is pretty much dead. Are you serious? It's all over Hilton Head. I'm oh my serious. Gosh. Yeah. It's, that's what we love super, to see. It's beautiful. I love it. Like when I go to St. Augustine, there is this one road that just has like beautiful trees on either side. And then, you know, you see all the Spanish moss, especially down in St. Augustine. But it's, um, yeah, we try not to like it too much because it looks great but it just kills the tree it's got a whole bunch of bugs and stuff in it and it's invasive but i don't want to take your so you're saying i shouldn't take any home with me i wouldn't recommend it put it put it in a ziploc bag (laughs) and use it for some uh 
some kind of uh, oh, wedding no. shower. No, oh. don't. It'll have bugs oh. in it. It, it, it has oh. like lots of little bugs in it. You do not want to take that home. So don't take it. Okay, I will not take it. It's so no. gorgeous though. I know, but don't do it. No, I won't then, do it. Then you would have bugs all over the tables and people are going to be like, what kind of shower is this? Is this a bug shower? <laughs> <laughs> I got chiggers for some reason. <laughs> Is this a love bug? <laughs> That's oh. a love bug. Oh, I hate the love bugs. We've got them all over here. And you just, yeah. they're not, right now, they're not, I don't want to say in season, but it's not their time of the year right now. But man, when they are out, they tear it up. They are so gross. And their butts are attached to each other and they're flying around. And you're like, please stop. Just go. Anyways, love bugs. Oh Lord, help us! That's what. That, isn't that a cute theme? That would be such a cute theme for a wedding shower. Love I bugs. Know, I know love bug. I would love love bug. I would have oh. liked love bug, but I have to go by what. What the, the bride, bride wants, and, and the bride on- like she wants the donuts. She wants um, what is it? Don't mind if I do. Don't mind if I do. So, but okay. she also said that it, you know, don't over, you know, not not overkill donut, but just. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to have a table with mm-hmm. like a balloon thing yeah, going yeah. and uh, just kind of set that up and then have some donuts on a display. You and, do like the little pegs? Yeah, the, I got the little pegs. Cute. Actually, I just ordered those. Amazon was supposed to get those uh, either this weekend or the early next week. And then uh, also like the little, uh, you know, it looks like you put paper towels on them. Yeah, yeah. But you don't, but you put the ring, donuts. you put your donuts on there and stack them up. So I got a couple of those and I'm doing more for like a gold. I'm doing like these little cute little, I think I, I don't know if I sent you a picture, but there's these little gold uh, Mason like jars and it has like gold rim on the bottom. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to get some fresh cut flowers uh, that kind of go with the powder blue thing mm. and just get them at the, like at a grocery store or something, cut yeah. them and put one of each in, in every, on every little table and then gold tablecloths mm-hmm. with some gold uh, confetti near the flower and all that I so I, i'm just gonna do a little touch of gold yeah like i don't know i think it's royalty to be wanting to get married i think that's all a part of god's plan absolutely so. that's awesome i'm excited for you i think it's going to be beautiful and they are just going to love it and if the if if they don't well there's something wrong with them so i know, <laughs> I know it, they will we're, we're, I'm definitely going to do a lot of games where we have to mingle with each other. Cause you know, I like the interaction. Yeah. And so of course, karaoke is yeah. going to be a part of who doesn't like to sing hello and just like, make it like a table. Like they have mm-hmm. their table has to work it out and they can figure out what person needs to represent them to sing yeah. kind of thing. Fun. So like you said, like love songs, yeah. like a love song thing and maybe have cards on each table and then they have to vote on the right song to sing something like that and then um each table has to serenade the couple i love it oh i love it and then i want to do the not so newlywed game where we Mm -hmm. you know i'll be like a host and i'll ask them questions they write it down and then they go on to reveal it to everybody and then i was also thinking about uh another game uh kind of like the family feud kind of thing fun and you know i do a little host and have people come up mm-hmm. and they have to guess questions yeah now i have to get with the bride and groom first and say hey i need answers to these particular questions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if they get them right then you know 
which table wins or whatever might get a prize, you know? Right. Oh, that's going to be fun. Oh my gosh. It's exciting. I just can't believe that you're like old enough to have children that are getting married and are married and, you know, all that stuff, girl. I know that's what happens when you get, when you get them young, actually it's easier, but harder at the same time. It's easier on your physical body when you have them early mentally, you're not quite ready. Mm-hmm. You, when you're older in your thirties, I will say this, when you're in your thirties, having children so much easier, like mentally, but physically yeah. it's harder, you know, getting the weight off harder. Everything's a little bit harder, mm-hmm. but, uh, anyway, we could talk all day about this. Half we sure could, <laughs> we sure could. And you know, it is funny. You said that like, it's easier. I, I said to um, somebody recently, I said, you know, um, I've been going for a couple of different tests. I got to have an MRI next week for my back and just different things. And I was like, why is it that like, okay, I'm 45. I finally get my stuff together in my head. I get my head together. I'm making sense. Finally. I feel like life is, you know, it's not perfect, but I kind of understand how to process things and approach things in a mature way now. And then my whole body falls apart. It's like, I get my head together and your body starts falling apart. And you're like, seriously, come on now. I know, right. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, you know, it's like your mind, you know, you're a lot more in tune with the things around you now and, Mm -hmm. you know, wiser, you know, Mm -hmm. hence the gray hair, we get gray hair, wise, (laughs) but our bodies, you know, it's like the weaknesses yeah, yeah. versus the strengths. It's That's like right. this constant teeter-totter that happens to us. So when mm-hmm. we're younger, we're high on the physical realm, but oh, our yeah. brains are down here on the teeter-totter. And then as we age, we go, and then you have that happy medium, like in your thirties right here. And then it's like, like a nice time. Mm, yeah. But then it's digresses. You, mm-hmm. your body goes down and your mental capabilities go up in That's wisdom. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So I guess it's all part and partial of God's plan for us. I guess so. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, there could have been a better balance as far as I'm concerned, but Hey, you know, it is what it is. And, yeah. um, you know, we do our best to take care of ourselves. You would have loved how I looked yesterday. They did a little biopsy of my scalp and I had this big old patch girl. They sent me out of their offices with this big old piece of gauze and tape in my hair. And I'm like, people seriously like it was the tiniest oh, thing like people are like oh, oh. wrong with you psycho you get brain surgery <laughs> I had it bother me so <laughs> <laughs> not really anyways well listen we want to get into our main focus here because we've got a lot of really great things um that God is kind of revealing to Jamie and I and par and partial it kind of ties into working out a little bit and I don't know, I know Jamie has, and I know I have um, worked for like personal records on weight training. And one of those areas that you see a lot of people um, doing this in is in uh, bench press. And I know I have, and, but you always have to have a spotter, you know, and you know this, Jamie, that is so key when you're changing your weight and you're not sure how that's yeah. going to go, you got to really make sure you got somebody there that understands number one, how to encourage you. That's right. Yeah. And number two, how, how and when to spot you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have been in situations where um, I was like, okay, I've, this weight is just too easy for me. I got to add, you know, another five pounds and see how I do. 
And um, one of the best spotters I've ever had in the world is my mom. She just is such an encourager, but she challenges me. And so one of her things would be like, all right, you can do this. Come on, come on, push, push, push. And um, she knew when I was reaching failure, but she mm-hmm. also knew when I needed to be pushed just that little bit more to get it back up and rack it. And, um, but I've also had a bad spotter at times and they jump in too soon. They see that you're struggling just a little bit and they decide, oh, I'm going to take it from it. And all of a sudden the weight gets super light and it's gone. And you're going, wait, you just wrecked my personal record. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you know? it's true. It's true. You know, it's so true because when you were uh, trying to, what a personal trainer is supposed to be is oh, someone that coaches and knows the thresholds. They know their client. Okay. Yeah. Cause you do all these uh, you have to do all these measurements on them. You do these exercises to see what their weaknesses are. And you pretty much can scan because of your wisdom of what you've yeah. learned over yeah. the years as a trainer, that this person is weak in one area and, and needs to strengthen that area. So when they're on, like you said, when they're being spotted, they would know exactly when their threshold would be because we're like, okay, we know for a fact that this person is weak in the chest. Yes. So we need to be quick to make sure we're there to pick it up when it's, when it's getting too, when they shake in and when they just can't do it, you know, then that's when, you know, you just know, you just know as a trainer. And so there is this, you know, you know, when to help that person, when they're Mm -hmm. burdened, being burdened, you know, Mm -hmm. it from your experience, but You know, if you end up taking it away too soon, like you're saying, you really, you really mess up their gains. You really mess up their gains and that's not good. Yeah. It's messing up the success, you know, and of that individual. And that's why, you know, um, when I was reading this verse and I'm going to read it to you guys here in just a second out of Galatians six, two through five. It's just so important that we learn the difference between encouraging and spotting other individuals in our life versus taking over and carrying the burden for them. So this verse says, bear one another's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. For if those who are nothing think they are something, they deceive themselves. All must test their own work. Then that work, rather than their neighbor's work, will become a cause for pride for all must carry their own loads. And so for me, when I am lifting weights and I reach a new level of success by lifting that weight, lifting that burden and racking it by myself, even though I had a spotter there, that is a point of pride and success for me. It's Mm -hmm. a cause for celebration in my life on accomplishing something new and taking it to a new level. But if the spotter jumps in too soon, and they grab that weight, like we just talked about too soon from me, it actually handicaps me. And it makes me think, well, I wasn't able to do that. I couldn't do it by myself. Now, when we're talking about doing this and carrying our burdens, we're not going to carry them all by ourselves. But there's a couple of different veins that I'd like to go in with this topic. And one is that, you know, there's a difference between an encouraging spotter and being a burden carrier Mm -hmm. because i think for me i start off encouraging but then i think 
well, they're just not pushing through quick enough for me. So I need to jump in and help them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I get yeah. involved where I don't think that I necessarily need to be getting involved, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So sometimes we end up handicapping the growth of those we love when we step in too soon to help them. And that's really what Paul is talking about here. He's talking about how, yes, we bear one another's burdens, but there's times in our lives and in their lives that we don't need to jump in, that the Holy Spirit has other plans. And so um, a simple thought, it's a very simple thought to encourage, but it's not always as simply executed because it's always easier just to get involved and do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And and it's interesting because I even find it when I'm doing housework and I'm having my son help me with certain things. And it's like, for me, I'm just like, okay, well, he obviously is having trouble making his bed, you know? (laughs) So I'm just going to go ahead and get this out of the way, but (laughs) see there I'm enabling him you know, not to do it right. So it's best to teach him the right way, mm-hmm. you know, because what happens is you're actually, the more you're teaching them mm-hmm. the right way to do it, the more they're going to get strengthened and do better on their own. But when you just kind of like, oh, whether, you know, I got, I got time on my, we got to hurry up. We got to get yes. this done quicker, yeah. you know, and then we cut in because we're being impatient. Yeah. So it's kind of like looking at ourselves saying, you know, I got to work on my patience, don't I, Lord? <laughs> because I'm yeah. getting a little impatient here with this person. That's right. That's right. And and when we don't see people making gains in their walk with the Lord or whatever the situation is, we think it's our job to jump in. And, and it's not, you know, there is a difference between helping somebody carry a burden and carry a load. A burden is more than what the person should carry on their own. Mm-hmm. And a load is just the right amount of responsibility. So we have to understand that difference there. Um, I have been guilty of people, people will share something with me that's going on in their life. And, you know, I will pray with them. I will try to encourage them through it. And then, you know, maybe two weeks down the road, they're still in the same thing. And I'm like, well, ain't nothing moving forward, you know? So then I jump in and try to assist in the situation and it's not my job to always assist in the situation. And so I think it's so important that we have to understand that sometimes the Holy Spirit may be trying to teach that other person and they just need coaching and encouragement. And we need to not try to carry the load, which, because it's not God's plan for the situation. That's not his plan for us to jump in. His plan is to teach them something during this process. That's right. It's all about teaching. Because in essence, as a personal trainer, the thing that is supposed to happen is you're supposed to impart knowledge mm-hmm. to that person so mm-hmm. they can do it on their own. That's right. Now, if you're lifting the weights for them, all you're doing is making you stronger. You're making <laughs> you stronger, but you know, you're not really imparting to them a real spiritual experience, a real, you know, you want to help them to go on their own. Like you said, you know, kind of like an eagle. Mm-hmm. And it's little, little birdie up there with his little, uh, he's up there and she kicks him out. And once she kicks him out, guess what? They're like, I can fly. 
Yeah. The little eaglet can fly. Mm-hmm. Yes. The eaglet can fly. You mm-hmm. can fly. You that's know, it. and that's what we want to do. We want to, I used to have a uh, encouraging uh, poster that talked Love about it. that. Yeah. It was as a personal trainer, it shows an eagle and has an eaglet in there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it, it just said, you gotta, you gotta kick them out. <laughs> <laughs> it's you, so good. Them out. you can fly. You can fly. You can. And it's learning to um, assist, but not, but allowing them to figure things out on their own through that they begin to develop wisdom and healthy independence, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that's, we can use our children all day as an example of that in that, you know, as well as I do, if you jump in and do the homework for them, what do they learn? Nothing, Absolutely nothing. They gain no brain power. No, that's brain. right. Same thing with people at work. If you jump in too soon to assist them instead of guiding them, and pushing them to excel again you're doing it for them they're never going to grow they're never going to learn anything and so sometimes we've got to just wait a little longer when our friends are experiencing difficulties instead of being an encourager or spotter we try to fix their problems um, when we should trust god to move or teach them as he sees fit we get in the way of what god's trying to do sometimes yeah we totally do you know, and I said, if I, we've got a podcast out there. It was something about like, hey, move your big butt, get out of the way. I remember saying that not mm-hmm. long ago. And, and I echo that. Um, and, and sometimes, let's be honest, people are stubborn like mules. Yeah. And so they have to learn the hard way sometimes. Yes. And it comes back to a spirit of discernment. We have to discern when to wait and when to step in. You know, God will do something miraculous, even in the struggle to develop his children in the way that glorifies him. So we've got to learn to trust him to develop that person in the way he sees fit, not the way that Chanda or Jamie sees fit. Right. You know, it would be like, I'm just going to use this as an example. You're the trainer, Jamie. And then all of a sudden, some other trainer decides they're going to jump on in and they think they know what's best for your person. They think they know what's best for your client. They don't know that client. They don't know their, their heart and their desires and their goals, but Mm -hmm. you know, they've decided they're going to go ahead and train your person instead of you and kind of push you to the side. That's what we end up doing with God. We think we know better. We're going to get in there and we're going to fix that person. Yeah. But we don't know their heart. We don't know all their desires. We don't know their innermost being and their thoughts, but he does. Yes, he does. He, he knows all. So there is an element of, you know, also we pray for those people. Um, you know, when we start getting, see, we also tend to uh, absorb the anxiety for them because we're like, oh my gosh, I remember going, struggling like that. You know, we kind of put ourselves and we're like, I don't want them to have to go through that. I feel sorry for them. I can I prevent need to, pain if I tell I them. Can, I can prevent the, the whole pain. But see, that pain that we went through was the very thing that taught us. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. And it built us up. It made us stronger in our faith and our trust in the Lord because we had to walk through that. Mm-hmm. to gain what he had in store for us, to gain the knowledge, to gain the wisdom, to gain the faith and the trust in him as our heavenly father. And that's not saying we don't warn. We still mm-hmm. warn. 
people mm-hmm. of the consequences of things like, <laughs> you know, if you cross the street, you're going to get ran over. That's what's going to happen. Oh, yes. To you. Yes. Okay. So it's not saying that we just ignore you and we just, you know, That's it's right. nothing like that. It's like a coach. Mm-hmm. We're there with you. We're going to make sure the weight is not going to fall on you, mm-hmm. you know, but you do have to struggle a little bit to get those gains. But I'll be right there to pick it up. That's right. That's right. I'll yeah. be there to help lift you up at those moments. And it reminds me of talking about lifting up, reminds me in the Old Testament in Exodus with Moses with Aaron and her. When Moses had his hands up during the battle, they were winning. When his arms fell, they were losing. And so Aaron and her got on either side and they held his arms up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so there are times, yes, we need to hold our brothers and sisters' arms up. Mm-hmm. We need to, and be that encouragement to them. You know, sometimes in our best intentions, we get in the way of what God's trying to do in someone. Their burden isn't ours. And we're supposed to cast our cares on him, not on each other. Mm-hmm. And so what point is there casting our cares on him is that he lightens our load when we do that. But then we're going and picking up their burden. That's, that's yeah. not the way it's supposed to work. I think so many times we think that we're helping, but the Holy Spirit's the helper, not us. Mm-hmm. And we need to remember our place in relationships with other believers. And that is to encourage and spot, to love. Yeah. Like you said, to warn, to speak wisdom into people's lives. Mm -hmm. But they also have to um, open up the door and allow you to speak in their life. Yeah. If you don't have that relationship, you can see somebody going down a crazy road, but it doesn't mean they're going to listen to you if they don't know you. Yeah, it's true. You know, I mean, and and that comes back to it. If again, using the gym as an analogy, you could be working out in the gym and another trainer see you doing something crazy, but you don't know that trainer and they don't know you. And yet they come over and they interject, Hey, you shouldn't do that. You're going to hurt yourself. Or are you going to listen to that trainer? You're going to listen to the person that's been training you all that time. That person has a relationship with you. So relationships, super important, but sometimes we overstep and I've been guilty of it. And I don't mean overstepping by getting in people's business. I mean, I overstep the Holy Spirit and I think it's my place to jump in and help. Yeah. And again, it it has to do with the experiences we've had, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, the struggle that, that hurt so bad that you went through, but the Lord allowed it for a reason. That's why we're still here. You know, we're still here to be able to be that encouragement to say, hey, buddy, I know what you're going through, but, you know, I'll warn you about this, that, you know, if you cross that road, you will get ran over now. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But if you do it this way, then you're going to have a better, there's better chances, you know, and then just kind of watch them go make their own decision on how they're going to do this. And that's how they're going to learn. I mean, they have to learn. It's just like a baby learning how to crawl. You know, if you uh, keep them from crawling on the floor and there's all these dangers around, right? There's all these things that could cause you anxiety, seeing that there's something on the floor that they put in their mouth or whatever. But the thing is, is you got to allow them to crawl to build those muscles Mm -hmm. so that they can get to the point where they can sit themselves up. Mm -hmm. And then once they sit themselves up, they'll be able to stand up 
And That's then once right. they stand up, they'll be able to, once they learn to stand up, they're going to be able to walk. They're going to mm-hmm. be able to walk it out. But if you limit that, yes, because of your own fears mm-hmm. for them, mm-hmm. you're going to enable them to not walk. That's it. That's it. And we walk by faith, not by sight. You know, the word says that. And so walking our faith out, we got to faith walk it. It's so important. My faith in Christ is not going to carry you, Jamie. Mm -mm. And it's not going to carry my son. It's not going to carry my husband. That's my faith. That's my relationship with the Lord. And so I can share how I went through this. And here's where the Lord has brought me Mm -hmm. to somebody else without carrying their burden for them. Because like you just said, he allowed us to go through those things so that we can be a testimony to other people that, hey, it's okay, you'll get through it, but you got to listen to the Lord. If you choose to do it in your own strength, hey, you might be wishing you hadn't. I said to somebody recently that they are looking for a house and they they wanted to live in a specific area. And I said, all right. I said, I get it. You know, schools are better in that area. And they said, but we just can't find anything. It's just so expensive. And I said, well, you need to start asking the Lord what he wants. Where does he want you? Because if it's where he wants you, then the Lord's going to provide the best schooling for your children in that area. Mm -hmm. So you might get what you want and, and you force the door open. And when you do that, you might be looking for a window of escape in the future. That's right. And you don't want to be in those situations where you force doors open, where you push, and then you're like, oh, Lord, I need to get out of here. And then you open up a window and you hop on out because it's too scary. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that happens so many times. And so I think that for me, this verse goes in two directions. Number one, it's a great lesson for people like myself that I need to make sure that I am encouraging. I am spotting, sharing what God has done in my life and how he did it. But I'm not jumping in and picking up a burden for somebody or a load until the Holy Spirit says, now's the time. Pick it up for them. They can't carry it anymore. They're too broken. They need you. That's right. That is exactly right. It comes back to discernment on my part. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. seeking God's guidance in that situation for what my part is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the other side of it is for those that consistently want others to carry things for them. Because there are people that they trust God, but they find it more consoling and soothing to their souls to get somebody else to join them in their misery. Mm. And they find it more encouraging to let somebody else bear the burden. And they just take their hands off of it and they crumble into a heap. And you can't be that way because at some point, just like the scripture says, you have to carry that. And it doesn't mean you carry that burden alone. It means you pick it up and you surrender it to the Lord. That's right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's a, it's a very simple thought, but it's challenging. I don't know about you, but it challenges me. Yeah. It is very challenging. It, it does. Like I said, it's, it's, you see, it's just like seeing a baby again, you see Mm -hmm. them crawling and Mm -hmm. you're just like, oh my gosh. They're going to get hurt if they do that, you know, Mm -hmm. but then you're like, okay, wait a second. They're trying to build their muscles. So we have to allow them to try to stand up. Mm -hmm. We got to help, you know, kind of have the right tools around them to help 
you know, pull themselves up. Yes. You know, yes. we provide a safe environment, but they have to do it on their own to stand up. Mm-hmm. So they could get the confidence in their little selves that, hey, I can do this. Mm-hmm. So, but if we, but if we don't, if we just pick them up, you know, because they're crying a little bit mm. at that point, mm-hmm. we're going to mess it up. Mm-hmm. And they're going to cry every time because they're, they're creatures of habit. Babies yes. are creatures of habit. So yeah. if, if you just pick them up every time they cry, when they get to that point where they're standing up, guess what? They're just going to keep crying and just wait for you to pick them up. They're not going to stand up. So you're going to enable right. them. Like you're just talking about, like, they're just never going to grow in to where they need to be. And right. it's not good. It's not a good thing. No. And we should be leaning on the Lord is really where we need to look to lean. And that leads me to um, just this little story that I think is just so great. And I just want to share it with you guys. A pastor of a small church would occasionally call on one gentleman to pray. And every time this one particular guy would pray, he would end up with the strangest statement. And oh Lord, prop us up on our leaning side. Finally, the pastor pulled him aside and he said, I love the way you pray, but I don't understand your little closing phrase. What are you talking about? Prop us up on our leaning side. He responded, well, pastor, I'm a farmer. I live out on a farm and you know, I live in the country. I've got an old barn and it's been there a long time. It's been through a lot of weather and a lot of storms and a lot of bugs have eaten at it. He said, I got to looking at it one day when I was riding on my tractor and I noticed that it was leaning on one side. So I thought to myself, oh my goodness, the barn is leaning and it's a matter of time before the whole thing falls. Mm. He continued. So you know what I did? I went and I got some pine beams and I propped it up on its leaning side. He said it still leans and probably always will, but I propped it up on its leaning side and it's not going to fall down because I propped it up on its leaning side. And I got to thinking about it. When I was on the tractor, pastor, and I was riding in the field, I thought about the kind of year I've had and some of the storms I've been through and some of the people that are bugging me and eating away at my joy and eating away at my spirit. And I just got to thinking, you know, I'm still here. I'm still standing after all that stuff I've been through, the storms and the howling winds. They couldn't topple me. I'm still standing by the grace of God. He concluded, (laughs) from time to time, I find myself leaning, leaning towards my old desires, leaning towards anger, leaning towards becoming bitter and hateful at the people who are bugging me, or leaning toward going back to the old habits and the old life I used to have. And when I feel myself starting to lean toward that tendency, I just remember that old barn and I pray out loud, Lord, thank you for propping me up on my leaning side. Yes, girl. Think I, I'm thinking of on Christ, the solid rock I stand. All of the ground is sinking Amen. sand. And we are yes. leaning, leaning. Yep. yep. We are leaning on Jesus Christ. That is where we need to be looking to. And so we need people in our lives to encourage us. We need people in our lives to spot us and see that can see the dangers that might lie ahead. But we also need to learn to lean on the Lord and allow him to prop us up on our leaning side. That's right. Amen, sister. That is the truth right there. Well, that is all I have for this main focus. You got anything else, Jamie? Girl, I think you got it. You got it. 
Lean on the everlasting arms. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's yes. how you get through. That's that how you get it. through. Absolutely. So be an encourager, be a spotter, but don't always jump in to carry the burden. Allow the Lord to do what he said he wants to do, because if you take his yoke up, it's easy and it's light. And that's when you're casting all your cares upon him. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. I found it. So I found it. So it's a good hymn, y'all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if you need to know a hymn, please email Jamie at, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, we love you guys. Be blessed. And remember, find freedom as you are able to either A, allow the burdens to be given over to the Lord or be an encourager and spotter. You can do that through Jesus and the freedom in him. That's right. Wrangle the freedom in. Woo! Wrangle it in. <laughs> You've been listening to Freedom Wranglers. That music right there is Later Alligator by Shane Ivers, and you can find that at www.silvermansound.com. We also want to thank Goodman Ministries for all of their financial support for this podcast. Now, don't you forget to saddle up, sit back, and wrangle in freedom this week.